I'm Philippa Tolley and you're listening to Insight from RNZ. This is the second part of an exploration of how air accidents are investigated in New Zealand. Last week, Insight looked at questions raised over the performance and funding of the Transport Accident Investigation Commission. Government documents revealed to RNZ under the Official Information Act showed failures to meet the international workload and report delivery guidelines caused by an ongoing cash shortage. This week, Insight continues the investigation into the Commission, including a review of information about the 2010 Fox Glacier crash and details from a fatal helicopter crash in 2014. It was a clear, sunny winter's day in August 2014 when a helicopter with seven people on board was coming into land near the summit of Mount Alta, near Wanaka. The helicopter was carrying five snowboarding passengers, all from Auckland, including Jerome Box, the owner of a construction company which built upmarket houses. For reasons which the Transport Accident Investigation Commission is currently investigating, something went wrong as the helicopter was about to touch down onto the snow. Jerome's wife, Adele, was at home in Auckland, but she describes what she understands happened after the helicopter hit the mountain. The wreckage rolled almost a kilometre down a very steep, snowy hill, and... uh, Two guys, one in the front and one at the back, were strapped in their seatbelts that whole journey. Four others were thrown out of the chopper at different points. And then Jerome was found under the chopper at its resting place. And I couldn't understand how they had all survived and Jerome hadn't. That question why one man, her husband, died and his friends all survived prompted Adele Box to start her own journey to find out what caused the crash. I'm Peter Newport, and this Insight investigation continues to explore the work of the organisation set up to investigate New Zealand's most serious accidents. I sent my husband away for a holiday with with his friends, and uh, he never came back. Adele Box is still struggling to come to terms with the fact that Jerome is never coming home. But she says she started out with complete faith in the investigation process. I think all New Zealanders are very proud of their country. I guess there's an inherent assumption that all is in hand, that we can rely on um, our investigators to do a thorough job and do the best that they can do. So that was my assumption going into this situation. And I think if I was less naturally curious, it still would be that all was in hand. Yeah, absolutely. I do have my doubts now. She says she called the take investigator after months of ignored emails, asking if his inquiries into potentially faulty seatbelts had made any progress. Not satisfied with his response, the next step for Adele Box was to do something that she says she found extremely difficult. She visited the helicopter wreckage at Take's secure facility in Lower Hutt to see for herself if progress was being made. Take agreed to the visit, but she did not find it helpful. One of the team met me there and uh, showed us to where the wreck was. And um, I took a few photos and tried to understand, 
to process it, but really it was just a, a heap of mangled metal. Uh, I couldn't believe anyone survived, to be honest. It's quite a miracle, really. I had a few more questions, but whether they were intentionally vague or having a bad day or it's company protocol, I don't know. But I came away with no answers, really. Mrs Box's next move was to get her brother-in-law, Greg Box, an engineer, to see if he also shared her view that little or no work was being done by take on the helicopter wreckage. She says he then made his own visit to the lower hut facility. He was met by the investigator that's running the case and um, noticed straight away, really, that perhaps the engine had not been dismantled at all. Uh, so asked the question, and uh, the investigator thought that it had, so said so. Uh, a few days later, they had another conversation on the phone where it was discovered it hadn't been dismantled. So it was then decided to send it off to Australia for review. Insight asked Takes Chief Executive Lois Hutchinson if she agreed with those claims that the helicopter engine had not been thoroughly investigated. The engine of that um, helicopter is an um, Airbus engine. It requires expertise and consultation with Airbus in France. And we've been working with our colleagues with the BEA in France and how these exploits might become available. That takes time. You've referred to Annex 13 of the ICAO standards and procedures. They clearly call for wreckage to be examined in a timely manner, in other words, promptly after the accident's taken place. This is 10 months. We're talking about an interview with RNZ that describes events 10 months after this helicopter accident. Does it surprise you that the investigator didn't know if the engine had been examined or not? And when he was asked by the relatives the question, he checked, found out that it hadn't been, he only then decides to send it to Australia. He did not decide on his own to send it to Australia. It wasn't through any conversation with families that prompted that. The engine was part, it was already cycled in the process of the, of the inquiry cycle and programmed. There is a, a plan um, and a sequencing of um, the events that happen around wreckage and any other evidence based on the lines of inquiry. It's not uncommon for us to have wreckage sitting in terms of um, open for examination at any time. It really does depend on the line of inquiry and the questions and answers being sought. While this investigation is still underway, Insight has seen documents which indicate that in the past, large-scale wreckage recovery and access to technical expertise by take has been limited by a shortage of cash. Last year, the Transport Minister, Simon Bridges, responded to requests for more money and approved an increase in take funding of $1.3 million, pushing its 2016 budget to almost $5.5 million. The boost followed a Transport Ministry study obtained by RNZ under the Official Information Act which stated that TAKE's performance was increasingly divergent from government, international regulator and public expectations. The document showed TAKE investigators were taking too long to produce accident reports and were carrying out up to three times the internationally recommended workload. The minister responsible for TAKE is Craig Foss the Associate Transport Minister. So does he think the lack of funding prior to 2015 compromised the delivery and quality of New Zealand's air accident investigations? Oh, I think there are quite separate items there. 
um, you know, we've got to remember TAKE are almost like a standing commission of inquiry. They are totally independent under their own act. Um, but the points you, you do raise and were um, alluded to in those documents, um, they don't result in the quality of any investigation to be uh, higher or lower. What they did result in, the uh, scarcity of some of the investigators, was the time taken and therefore a cumulative workload building up. So I don't think you can mix the quality of investigation up with the uh, resources they didn't have, but you can certainly comment on the timeliness. But many of the aviation engineers and victims' relatives interviewed by RNZ believe that the quality of some investigations has been compromised, both before and after the recent funding increase. Those claims have been made in connection with both a 2001 Iroquois helicopter crash in Tamaranui and the 2010 crash of a skydiving plane at Fox Glacier, which killed nine people. Chris Coker lives in the UK and lost his son Bradley in the Fox Glacier accident. Mr Coker, like Adele Box and Helene Green, who lost her husband in the 2001 helicopter crash, decided to take action himself and organised his own private review of all the information available on the accident that killed his son. This new accident report, carried out by a UK pilot and seen by Insight, concludes that of all possible causes, control system failure of some type is most likely to have caused the Fox Glacier aircraft to crash and not primarily weight and balance as the initial take investigation concluded. Mr Coker does point out the pilot used to write the review is not a professional air accident investigator. Much of the burnt-out aircraft, including the control systems, were released by take and buried on the airfield by the business owner John Kerr three days after the crash. Take recorded evidence photographically and took selected wreckage for examination in Christchurch. Chris Coker says things would have worked out better if the Commission had stayed away completely. I do feel that um, it would have been better if the TAIC uh, hadn't attended uh, because what, what they've done is actually um, ruined the chances of ever finding out what happened on that day, uh, what was the cause of the accident. A lawyer, Garth Galloway, represented Fox Glacier aircraft co-owner John Kerr after the crash. I caught up with him at Christchurch Airport where he told me an apology needs to be made for the way Take handled the Fox Glacier investigation. It caused an awful lot of upset to a lot of people. Uh, it was unnecessary, it was wrong. People in the aviation industry for whom I acted and knew all said it was wrong from the outset. And it's taken years to turn it around and I feel that there is a complete lack of humility uh, within the commissioners uh, in their failing to apologise. And the way that they have uh, gone about the dealing with the changes in the report and how they've described them, seeking to minimise them when in fact they are of great significance, uh, just gives you the impression that it's highly political and that uh, they will never accept any responsibility or blame if they do things wrong. Insight put these points to the government minister responsible for take, Craig Foss. In any situation, you have an accident, family, friends, loved ones uh, are either badly hurt or, in fact, killed. 
and in the incident you talk about, Fox Glacier and some of the others, we've, we can come to memory. Um, there's many tragedies, each one of them individually tragic, and each one of the families or close friends have too tend to have a different view as to how the process has gone about and how they uh, work through their, their, their grief quite rightfully. And um, I can assure anybody that they can have confidence in take that they do all they can with whatever the circumstances are to try and find the cause of some incident and therefore um, try and prevent that in the future. It's always important to note that they don't apportion blame Although, you know, in today's land or today's world, at least, often everyone's looking for, well, who's to blame? What can we do about it? Takes mandate is to try and find causes that led to an incident or near incident and advise, recommend rules, changes, whatever you like, to try and prevent such an issue again. Mr Foss says if relatives feel strongly that mistakes have been made, they have the option to challenge the Commission's findings through the courts. But the lawyer for the Fox Glacier skydiving plane owner, Garth Galloway, says taking legal action is not always that easy. One of the difficulties in acting for clients in accidents like this, where uh, what happened um, at Fox Glacier occurs, is it's then extremely hard for uh, the organisation, which is the subject of the investigation, to get evidence and to, uh, to give evidence in its defence, if you like. So, for example, had Fox Glacier, had the, the skydiving company been charged, we would have had a real predicament because part of the wreckage was buried uh, and because we had this take finding, which comes with a stamp of authority, which was very critical of the operators implicitly through saying that weight and balance was the issue. So that, that's one of the problems. If, if they get it wrong... It's incredibly hard to get them to turn things around and to be critical of them. Labour's transport spokesperson, Sue Maroney, has identified an additional obstacle to taking legal action against take, what she claims is a lack of transparency. What we don't know is how many investigations there have been where the wreckage and the machinery hasn't been fully examined and we don't know um, how many times they are compliant or not with the international standards on, on undertaking these very important investigations. Insight asked the International Civil Aviation Organisation, ICAO, based in Canada, just who is responsible for ensuring that a country's air accident investigation agency is compliant, in particular with the so-called Annex 13, which sets out the standards and procedures for air accident investigations. ICAO declined to be interviewed, but in a written response, it told RNZ that each state is responsible for its own compliance, and that means in New Zealand's case, Parliament or the state. The government minister, Craig Foss, says a system is in place. TAKE has accountability, as you noted, to Parliament um, annually. They have accountability to myself and Minister Bridges. Uh, we meet uh, every two months or so about uh, any and discuss any pertinent issues, noting that their, their total independence on whatever they're investigating at the time. And they're audited by the uh, Audit Office, uh, Auditor General, um, as per any other government entity. So the checks and balances are there, and the final check and balance, if someone or some, some entity does not and strongly disagrees with their findings um, and the causes that they may point to, then they can go via the courts. 
I asked Labour's transport spokesperson, Sue Maroney, if she felt it was correct, as Craig Foss says, to rely on third-party legal action against TAKE as a mechanism to deliver performance and compliance. So it's clear that the state nation has responsibility to address its own issues. And in, in New Zealand, that means the minister. So the person who is, uh, is responsible on behalf of the state for enforcing those standards is the minister. That's Craig Foss. And he's failing to act. So the prime minister really needs to get involved in this. If, if Craig Foss isn't up to the job, then it's up to John Key to remove him from the role and to put in a minister who is prepared to hold the Commission to account. Look, um, this issue is just too important both to New Zealand's international reputation but also because this is about people's lives. So it shouldn't be taken lightly. The minister, you know, he, he needs to understand that people's lives are at risk when he's not acting. It's creating a problem for us internationally because obviously other international organisations are becoming aware of the lack of standards being upheld in the Commission. That's going to have an impact on our tourism industry, but it's also impacting on people's lives. That impact on tourism and lives is once again centre stage, with the death of seven people in a Fox Glacier sightseeing helicopter crash that killed six overseas tourists and the pilot just four months ago. Take is investigating the cause. But with the Take report on the accident that killed Jerome Box in August 2014 still not complete, and the Take report on an earlier glacier collision between two helicopters in October 2013 also still not complete, questions are being raised as to whether potential links between these accidents could be missed. During research for this program, the International Civil Aviation Organization gave Insight access to the results of the most recent overall aviation audit they carried out in New Zealand, which was 10 years ago. That audit ranked New Zealand 41st in the world in terms of overall safety score. By comparison, Canada is ranked 4th, the UK 7th, and the US is 11th. Above New Zealand in the rankings are countries including El Salvador, Sri Lanka and Mongolia. Grenada, 73. New Zealand, 74. St Kitts and Nevis, 75. However, in the ICAO category, which just looks at air accident investigation performance, New Zealand is ranked 74th in the world, compared with Australia in 21st place and the UK and Canada at 2nd and 3rd places respectively. TAKE has indicated to RNZ that it believes many of the criteria it was measured on during the audit were procedural and linked to paperwork rather than actual air accident investigation flaws. And a new audit, which they expect will improve the rankings, is due in December this year. However, the rules New Zealand and every other country in the world should be following are clearly set out in ICAO Annex 13. Independent air accident investigator Andrew McGregor says TAKE has been in clear breach of Annex 13, including during the skydiving crash investigation at Fox Glacier. The Commission didn't follow ICAO protocols when it buried key evidence only three days after the accident occurred. That was a breach. There was no need to bury that evidence. They could have retained it and it could have been available for uh, additional scrutiny later on down the track during the draft review process if necessary. So, yes, that was bad. Mr McGregor says that TAKE may need to look at the two-year timing of the report on their investigation at Mount Alter in 2014. 
if it turns out that there is evidence of key safety issues in the helicopter crash that killed Jerome Box that needed to be shared with the Civil Aviation Authority to help prevent future accidents. ICAO is very clear that if findings emerge during the investigation process that identify uh, critical areas that need to be addressed, then those should be sent out, promulgated, distributed, informed before the final investigation is completed or before the final report is written. So that, that's definite, there's no room for interpretation there? No room for interpretation. It's clear that if you an investigator finds something that's relevant, significant, with respect to safety, then that needs to be promulgated, it needs to be formalised and recommended uh, without delay, and the investigator in charge doesn't have to wait in, until the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, until the report is, is complete. Adele Box wants to see the government introduce a transparent accreditation system so that tourists can know about the safety record of the companies they fly with. She says it could operate as a star rating system, as is already done with ticks for healthy foods or the stars for hotels. It's a suggestion, though, that the minister, Craig Foss, says the government has no immediate plans to adopt. Well, I can understand why she's uh, said that, but I also note there's a whole lot of building blocks to happen before some kind of star or rating system would come in. We're currently not thinking or considering that. What we are trying to do is put the building blocks in to make our systems as safe as possible so we don't have other incidents and accidents such as the ones we've been talking about that do seem to come in a rash of sad and tragic events. The Adele Box public safety rating system, though, gets a full thumbs up from Labour's Sue I think it's an excellent idea. The sort of thing that would give the public confidence. I understand that other countries do have such a regime in place. And um, to fit in with the international scene, if other countries are already operating this type of scheme, then tourists, when they come here, will be looking for exactly that sort of information. For Adele Box and the other families who are fighting for TAKE to be more accountable, there is one ultimate goal, to find the true cause of air accidents wherever possible. I'm not on a witch hunt, but I think if there is some way that we can avoid these things happening, it's important to find out why and do our best to ensure people's future safety. Paramount. That's a view echoed by Helene Green, who lost her husband in a helicopter crash in Tamaranui in 2001. The system hasn't changed. The families still struggle to find true cause and or to get any information. And so nothing has changed. And I think unless true cause is found, how can we prevent these accidents from happening again? Graham Boostred, the engineer who helped Helene Green challenge take, agrees. If the truth of an accident, the true cause of an accident isn't found, it may lead to it happening again and again. And uh, TAKE's um, charter is to find the cause of the accident to prevent it happening again. And I don't think we really carry that out too well in this country. And Jake Miller, who lost his father in the 2010 Fox Glacier crash, says relatives will need to keep fighting to find the true cause of accidents. The sad reality is that families do have to be the ones to actually review it because I don't see who else is going to. Jake Miller was only 15 when his father died and he's become an entrepreneur whose job has meant he's met with the Prime Minister, John Key, on a number of occasions. Despite that, he has not used such opportunities to discuss the Commission's accountability 
or push for a formal apology on the conduct of the Fox Glacier investigation. I think the responsibility more lies with the minister in charge, Craig Foss. I don't think the Prime Minister should be getting involved in something like this. Um, I think he'll be watching. But I think at, at the same time, um, TAKE need to realise themselves what they've done wrong. They need to potentially apologise and then they need to um, work with the minister and various organisations and people to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Metals and materials expert Patrick Connor believes the current air accident investigation system needs to be changed. There's no question that there has been a resourcing problem. Uh, a lot of people are well aware of that. That might have been fixed recently, I'm not sure. But um, at the same time, there's uh, a structural organisation aspect that needs to be looked at in terms of you know, how, do we, how do we have the checks and balances in these investigations that are, are required to get the, the correct outcome. Tom McCready, the investigator who has worked for TAKE but now is openly critical of them, says our tourism economy is at stake. If we're to be a country where a lot of our revenue comes from tourism, well, we need to acknowledge that and be very, very good at what we're doing. We are going to have more tourist accidents. You know, the numbers stack up. These accidents will occur. Hopefully they don't occur that often, but they will occur. And there will be overseas tourists on board, and we need to be very, very good at it. And if we're not, what are the consequences? Well, we'll just become a banana republic, really, on, in terms of uh, air accident work. The Commission and their minister, Craig Foss, both believe they are doing and have always done a good job under what all sides agree are difficult circumstances. Take and the government say the incidents that Insight has looked at are an example of their willingness to review investigations and that their work has contributed to New Zealand transport safety. However, Take's chief executive, Lois Hutchinson, has told RNZ in the last week that the Commission can do better in communicating with air accident relatives such as Adele Box. What is not in dispute with either side is the need for air investigations to be sufficiently robust to maintain public safety and confidence and to prevent long-term damage to both New Zealand's international aviation reputation and the national economy. I'm Peter Newport and that's Insight for this week. If you missed the first part of this investigation, you can podcast it or listen from the Insight webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash insight. If you'd like to get in contact, you can send an email to insight at radionz.co.nz or send a tweet. Our Twitter handle is at insightrnz. I wrote and presented that program. It was produced by Philip Atolli with technical production by Phil Benge.